So, folks, uh, we talked about one award nominee a little while ago that a lot of people say, why? Was that a nominee for something? <laughs> I don't understand that. That just goes to show me oh, yeah, that that's right. the award shows are full of shit. But maybe, maybe with this next film right here, now that, now that one, you're talking about that dumb shit over there. Now this right here, this is what we're talking about. This is an awards worthy movie. At least that's what people are saying. The movie we're talking about is Nomadland. In Nomadland, we get Frances McDormand. She plays Fern. She, man, she had a nice, humble life and Empire Nevada. If you live in Empire Nevada, your life ain't good. You just don't know it. Y'all can tell you that right now. You just don't don't know any better. (laughs) Right. I live in Nevada. In Vegas? No. uh, Somewhere. Yeah, I I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Man, that city is so bad. That... Empire Nevada, that sh- that city is so bad. That shit went went extinct. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The company closed and the town just packed up. The, the town died. They didn't even pack up. They died. Because here's the thing with Fern. Fern, she meant, listen, honestly, I wish more people could be like her. Fern had a humble life and she was happy for it. More people should be like Fern. Fern, she was a substitute teacher. Her husband, her husband, Bo, was a worker at... United States Gypsum Corporation. That was a company that made sheetrock. Now, apparently, Empire, Nevada, they existed solely on sheetrock because once that company folded, the town fucking died. It went from population 4,000-something to zero. I mean, that, that happens a lot. There'll be a company town, a town that springs up just because of the industry that's there. And when that's gone, that's yep. it. And when the town died... Fern's husband, Bo, did too. Apparently, they, <laughs> their existence was connected, connected to each other. Uh, but at, the, at this point, Fern has nothing left. And so she leaves her home because there ain't no home there anymore. She leaves everything behind. Doesn't try to look for anything new except the open road. She's got a shitty van and she goes out there to just go across America and see what she can see while living free. Because you know what? The system burned her at one time. And I'm not going to do that to her again. As I said, this is a movie that's been that's been touted about as an Oscar-worthy film and probably some other awards out there. Let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for Nomadland. And we'll be back to tell you if we agree. lucky people that can travel anywhere. Yes, ma'am. I and they'll sometimes call you nomads. She don't look like it right now. <laughs> she, she's looking like shit. This was a mistake. <laughs> I should miss my I miss my toilet right now. <laughs> I'm shitting in holes in the ground. <laughs> uh, but this is what this is about. The life of nomads. We'll talk about that. That's one of the things I will say that's interesting about this. It's telling about lifestyle a lot of people don't know about. My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Not the same thing, right? No. No, you homeless. You ain't got no home. <laughs> you homeless. <laughs> you have a you have a van. You know, you are not vanless, that's true, but you are homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, she is houseless. It's just that if you if you just stop right there, you go like, oh, and walk away. It sounds fine. But if you ask her just two more questions, you like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. Hey, Fern! Gotta make the hole bigger. <laughs> I think Fern's part of an American tradition. Oh! He's gonna come right through the glass. My dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life Fern! just remembering. One of the things I love most about this life There's no final goodbye. I've met hundreds of people out here, and I don't ever say a final goodbye. It's just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. And I do. I see them again. And I can be certain in my heart. I'll see you again. So... If you look up any reviews of this movie, if you hear some people talking about this movie, you'll hear a couple of words that are used, such as poetic, contemplative. And when you hear those words, that's when you come in and say, stop bullshitting. That means boring. I ain't never seen a movie that was described as poetic or contemplative where the movie was, I'll put it kindly, wasn't a taking his time <laughs> oh you you forgot you forgot one a meditation on a meta yeah exactly a meta motherfucker when i met when somebody meditates they're the most boring person to like to hang with all right uh, and, and listen I, i'm just telling you like it is uh, because when people put those words out there they they put those words out like that's supposed to like make you like the shit more you know, you know, I'm using those nice, big, criti- critical words out there. And it's like, no, when you hear those things, you always, as a regular movie vo- viewer, you whenever you hear those words, you usually put some shit down like, nope, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but, you know, because now listen, the shit is slow. And you have, like I said, you have yet to hear, to see a movie where when those words are using it, it's not slow. Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I just want to get that, get that out the way before we start getting comments from people saying, man, I ain't watching this shit. This shit looks boring. And you know what? To some, it will be. have to say that. But uh, this is where we come in and say not all movies are meant to be the same in all kind of categories. And I'm not to be, meant to be to fit to one person's description. I only have a problem when a movie does something. They set a certain pace. They set a certain tone. They set a certain narrative. And it doesn't work. Even if a movie is slow, if that movie's used to, if that, if the, if a movie's pacing, slow pacing is put to the usefulness of that film. It's what it's supposed to be. It's effective for what it is. Then, okay, I'm cool with that, man. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There are times when slow is intentional. It lets the atmosphere of the movie speaks for itself. And for me, 
for me, that's what this movie does here. Uh, there's a certain lifestyle that is here that this movie wants to immerse you into. And I think that the approach of taking his time with it is what works for it. This is based off of a book, actually. It's uh, Jessica Bruder's uh, Nomadland. And this is also directed by, and this is, this is something that should be mentioned, it's also direct, directed by uh, Chloe Zhao. And they, why this is interesting is because this is, a, this, is, this is such a, as we say, a poetic meditation uh, of uh, uh, a contemplative film that you wonder why, what, what did Marvel see when they hired her for The Eternals? It's the same woman that's doing that. And I don't know because this is the anti-Marvel. It's even the anti-Hollywood movie. Until Hollywood says we need something to get an Oscar, then we go for the slowest and more, most contemplative shit that we can find, and, you know. But, but at that point, you know, I, I, if you're if you're judging a movie just because it's slow, then nobody should criticize you for that. Movies of different types are made for every, everybody. And if you were somebody who is a Marvel fan, you know, if you're somebody who's looking forward to this woman's movies, the, the, this movie's movie, The Eternals, then wait for her movie, The Eternals, to come out. Definitely don't come see this right here. Or if you're an action fan, you're a mainstream fan. Uh, then don't. But if you're an open-minded person, you like all movies for different things and you appreciate the approach that they all take, then by all means, I think that there might be something here for you. Because while the movie seems to meander, and it does in a way, uh, maybe we're using that word meander when it does something else. You know, it takes its time. And the way I saw it with it taking its time is that for some people, it's a way of pulling you in. Besides all the Nevada vistas that we have here and the great cinematography that just wants to like show you what they're doing here with that, uh, it's focusing on a lifestyle that not many of us are familiar with, and that is the nomadic lifestyle. Uh, a lot of us don't know anything about this. Yes, we know people get into RVs and they tour the country and whatnot, but this really does take an in-depth look at why these people are doing it for several reasons. Um, you know, that now they say up front that these are people who choose to live their life from the constraints of quote unquote, you know, normal society, you know, having a soul crushing occupation or employment, uh, being held down by debt or being held down by a mortgage. These people are saying, I'd rather take a van and go out there and be free from all that. Now I have to work every now and then uh, odd jobs to do this, but that's a small price to play to, to, to pay our play into when once that job is done at Amazon or maybe some tourist shop or whatever, they find odd things to do for short periods of time. I'll do it for that period of time and then I will move on uh, with my life until I have to make money again. Um, I found that fascinating. I found that lifestyle, I felt like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, you know, I, and there's a reason why I love this and it's something, and I'm gonna give this to Martin right now, but Mark and, Martin would probably even tell me why I love this, but there is one particular reason why this appeals to me on that level of learning about this lifestyle. It feels oh, like I, I know exactly. You I know exactly what it means. You know, and I'm gonna leave it to you to even say it feels authentic to me 100%. And I love these kind of movies. So that's why I can't speak for everybody. But I love, absolutely love these kind of movies right here. But I'll let Martin take it. And Martin might even tell me about myself. <laughs> no, no, no. Seeing it, I, I knew you would love it. And I, and I love this element about it also is that a lot of it is with people who are not actors. I mean, they, they get people who are actually nomads or just other people, and it makes it feel authentic. Uh, 
I mean, look, growing in the city, growing up in the city, you know, you live in a city, you you see, you know, your your homeless people living under the freeways and all that. And then you got people who hop in RVs and tour the country because that's what they want to do. And this is sort of where oh, you got old hippies who just love it. But this is sort of where all that sort of comes together. And uh, Frances McDormand's character, Fern, she presents the other spectrum of people who are kind of forced into this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Where she lost everything. Now this is and and with, she's sort of the avatar for the audience because unless you are a person who has already decided I'm a tour the country and and fuck society, I'm living off the grid, you can see yourself being more like her, where things just don't work out. Uh, town is packed up, husbands died, you're too old to really get employment and is underemployed, and that feeling of that America, at least American industry, has left you by. Capitalism has not been. Uh, you know, a fan to you. And now here you are on the fringe and just getting out of there out of necessity. And yes, the the movie is slow and it might be boring to some people, but it's almost like that's what the lifestyle is. Yes. And I found myself not bored because when we start with Fern, she's in distress. Like this is not really something she chose to do, but it's just out of necessity. So you're there with her watching her struggle and just that feeling of dread the whole time. Like, how is she going to do this? Which is basically ask the question, how can I do this? Uh, I'm going to live in a van. I'm going to shit in a bucket. Uh, where am I going to get food and fresh water? Where am I going to go to a real bathroom or wash up? Uh, I, where do I park? You know, you I mean, that's a that's a that's a thing you got to worry about every day. You know, you, you park somewhere. I'm, I'm asleep and somebody store manager comes out and goes like, yeah, you can't do that. Here. I'm sorry. Got to keep going. And then just on her journey of meeting these people who embrace this lifestyle. It's it, like, like you said, Corey, it, you know, it lifts the veil on us, on us, uh, you know, a subset, a, a sub society that none of us really know about. And it's interesting, <clears throat> especially the fact that they throw in real people in there. I mean, if it was all actors, it would feel kind of bullshitty, but just watching these people really brings you into it. Yep. I, I love that about this, man. They have some people in here. I mean, the movie even, tells you they educate you like hey if you're looking at this you decide you want to go shit in the bucket and live in a dirty ass van hey we got the man to talk to they bring in like the guru of nomads (laughs) out there they got a dude dude named bob wells you can what's so what's so cool about this is that you can leave this movie and if you even like look you don't maybe don't want to live the nomadic lifestyle but if you're curious about it you can go and find people who talk about it and they put up like uh, this guy Bob Wells you can go and find videos of him right now where he's telling you how and why he's living this lifestyle welcome back folks here we are again Cassie better to start with a minivan or just get a van uh you know that's a hard question minivans are cheap three thousand dollar minivans are a dime a dozen I have a 2015 GMC Savannah and it has 40,000 miles on it now I'm gonna tell you why I really love this movie, man. You know me. I tell you, Hollywood is so full of shit on so many levels. And there's so much emphasis put on. I get it. It's a business structure. So you have to have these things to kind of make the system run better. I understand. Sometimes that system enables rapists, you know. But that, that, we're not going to talk about that right now. But, you know, they, they have an emphasis on who do you know? 
who can vouch for you? Who's your agent? How'd you get in here? Are you the talk of the town right now? And all of that is bullshit, man. All of that is bullshit. They have one of the one of the most emotionally wrenching scenes in it. Well, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but one of the one of the movies that's very one of the one of the one of the I'm sorry one of the scenes in this movie that's very touching is with Bob Wells. This guy is not a quote unquote Hollywood actor. He doesn't. He probably doesn't have an agent. He's not in the system, but they put him in the movie and this guy has, he makes YouTube videos and he has a scene in here where he's describing like a very tragic part of his life and it's right up there with any other fucking A-list actor that you can talk about. And I'm telling you that, I mean, I'm not saying this is a biased person. I'm telling you that as somebody who looked him up, I'm like, wow, man, I thought this guy was an actor in the movie up until a certain point. And even in even yeah. those points where I knew he wasn't an actor, I said, well, it's just adding to the authenticity of this film. You know, it's, yeah. this is what I love about anti-Hollywood movies, man. It comes in and shows you that these movies don't have to be made in a system that pushes the bullshit of somebody who needs to keep their job or validate their job. You can bring in anybody. If you're a good director, if you're somebody who's good in front of a camera, you know, then anything can happen. It doesn't have to be because the system says it has to be that way. Well, there's something about getting um, foreign directors for certain things. Uh, I think of Steve McQueen with 12 Years a Slave mm -hmm. and Ang Lee with Brokeback Mountain and now Chloe Zhao with uh, this movie, Nomadland, where they're looking at America without the same filter we do. So there's no feeling like I need to sen sentimentalize this. They're just like, going like, well, this is what I see. And it's like, shit, <laughs> you just kind of put it out there raw. And that, and that, that it really is how it is. Yeah. No, that, that is how it is. And what it does is, that's why I say that, you know, when you have a movie that's slow paced like this, when you have a movie that takes real people and put them out there, like this movie does, I'm, I'm, I, I thought you were going to talk more. I'm chewing a cherry. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, he wrapped this shit up real quick. I'm like, mm. I try to be succinct. Uh, no, man, you know. And I use the word succinct a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it adds to the authenticity of the movie and it justifies why it's moving at the pace that it is. The movie, yeah. again, a movie should not always, not, 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 there's different ways to make a film. The movie calls attention to itself and it's in, in good ways. The director is a star director and you know his signature, the auteur signature, whatever. You watch a, 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 a Quentin Tarantino movie, his direction's almost as as, uh, uh, as, pre as present as the actors are. What'd you say? <laughs> no, his, his direction is a character in the movie. He's a character in the movie, yeah. But there are some movies where they say, you know what, we're just going to, we're directed well, we're shot well, but we're just going to let Everything else speak for itself. The scenes will speak for themselves. You in this particular project, you should not feel like the camera's there. And when they focus on these real people, you feel like you are there immersed in this lifestyle and you're just learning about it. You're not living with them. You haven't been there before, but you just got there and you feel like you're learning with these people. In addition to Bob Wells, he used so many different nomads in here. I really love Linda May who's yeah. known as a popular nomad. I like the way that dog is like, fuck this, I need a home. Get me fuck out of here. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that dog is like, Jesus Christ, get me out of here, man. <laughs> Been riding this fucking van for years now, help me. But <laughs> somebody, somebody said, oh, dog's eyes are crazy. <laughs> but it immerses you in the film and lets the film speak for itself. Um, and also when I say the movie speaks for itself, it lets you come in and 
you judge this lifestyle for itself. It's not a pro or con argument for the nomadic lifestyle. What I loved about this is that, you know, it, it leaves you to read into this for yourself what this is. Many of these nomads, you know, they say they escaped into society because they just want to be free of capitalist, capitalism. They didn't want to be held down by what people said that they should be like because society has taught us that. This, you know, this mindset that's very restraining. But a lot of these people are victims of the recession. Some of them are not out there by choice. They'll tell you, oh, it's about the road, man, and freedom. And I just let go. No, it's like you lost all your shit and you didn't have nothing else. And, and, and now you have to, to rationalize it. Like, <laughs> hey, man, if I was out there, I'd, I'd try to find a way to make it like, no, no, this is better. Because <laughs> it's funny because you say the, the, the movie doesn't pick one side or the other. Yeah. I think it, it strongly picks both sides because there's times when it really does try to seduce you into it. <laughs> With everybody waxing uh, poetically on the lifestyle and all these beautiful vistas. And it's almost like, yeah, man, maybe they're on to something. Get off the rat race and get out there. And yet it'll turn around. And when they show them working for pennies at a where an Amazon warehouse and begging to get that job or shit in a bucket, I'm like, no, a big fuck that. Yeah, uh, people, they, they, they showed that. So there's they talk about freedom. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. I'm free on the open road. I'm not constrained to society. Then why the fuck you cleaning the hamburger grill wearing that stupid hat? <laughs> I know you don't want to do this shit. Why are you cleaning up shit and vomit off of a toilet? Now, I'm not saying that that's bad or good. I'm saying, like, you know, the movie lets you decide. They're not trying to convince yeah. you one way or another. As I said, maybe that's a small price to pay for the months of freedom that they do get. Or yeah. it leaves you to decide, are these people... As you say, Martin, rationalizing. Are they? Are they just? Are they lying to themselves? You know. Uh, you know. Who knows, man? I mean, you know. You just. It, they're describing in the movie. There's a woman who's describing shit in a bucket like it's fun, and it's like, is right. it really? Is it? <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I read the shit on the toilet right now. One of them nice Japanese one that like wipes your ass for you and keeps your, your cheeks warm. But you know, I'm spoiled and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, maybe I'm not built for this other shit. But you know, but the, the movie leaves it to that. Is it fun? Who knows? Also, right. I like you know the movie shows you that when you are living this lifestyle, there's a lot of things you got to look out for. It because it, 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 you're right. What I liked about it, uh, Martin, when you say it, it seduces you into it. Man, it, it, it turns around and shows you like stakes are high. You don't know yep. what you're getting into and, and you really got to think about every little thing. That shit that you take for granted on the road when you get a flat tire, change it, call AAA, get somebody to fix it. That's fine. But when that's your home, that's a- That could be the end of your lifestyle. In your lifestyle, if it costs $5,000 to, fi to fix that van and you don't get it back, then guess what? You really are homeless after that. Okay, uh, what we've got is parts and labor, $2,300 okay. and tax. And just look like, fuck. <laughs> She's like, shit. I shit, that's, that's me now, and I got a house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my, I'm on some shit without wheels, huh? <laughs> Dude, if my house goes flat, what am I going to do? <laughs> the value on your van, with that high of mileage, you're looking about... $5,000 at the most. I'd probably recommend um, taking that money and putting it towards a different vehicle. Yeah, so no, well, I can't do that. 
I can't do that, see, cause, all right. Um, I uh, uh, spent a lot of time and money building the inside out and um, a lot of people don't understand the value of that, but um, it's not something like we can, I live in there. It's my home. It's a different thing when it's your home, man. You lose everything. You know, most of us, yeah. I've seen people leave cars on the side of the road. You can't do that when that's your home. You know, it's a, it really does show that. It shows you the little things that really matter, man, such as, you know, you hang on to small valuables. They're, man, the most, to show you how much the little things mean to these people who don't have a whole lot and what they are traveling with, they treasure, the most intense scene in this movie is when somebody drops a plate. And I was like, oh shit. Now, dropping a plate any other time is like, all right, so what? You know, we'll yeah, get another clean one. Clean it up. Clean it up, we'll get another one. I would throw it away, you know? Nah, man, it's the little things that really matter. They broke some plates in here and it was heartbreaking when you saw that. And, yeah. you know, the movie really does, it, it, it does a good job at turning around and showing you how much of a risk these people are taking doing this lifestyle, which brings the question, how many people are here by choice? Because if you really calculate and weigh out all these risks, it's like, man, you know, some people really are doing it because they want it. And it is very alluring. It's like, man, I admire these people. And some of them are doing it because they are truly free. But some of these people who are not here by choice, it makes you really, really feel concerned for them, man. It, yeah, it, it's, yeah, your heart goes out to them. I mean, early on, I just felt like, oh, Man, I mean, I mean, really, it really, it really got me. Especially, you know, going through through Fern's journey, it 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 just, you know, I I I got a little teary early on because I was like, she was just, she's just trying so hard, and it's not easy. And you could just tell she's not somebody who's doing this voluntarily. Nope, nah, man. I mean, look, it's just my kind of movie, man. Uh, it's cr- there are so many other images in here that are that are just that are wild, man. Uh, I don't know. I would love to. I, I tried to do some research in the short amount of time that I had to do before this show, and I wasn't able to able to find it. But uh, you know, I was wondering, looking at some things here, like they show you so much that feels like real life. So when Fern goes back to this town, I don't know. You tell me. Maybe I'm, this is how stupid I am. I don't know, man. Empire is that a real city? I don't know. But there's a scenes where she went to. She went back to the to the old factory. She went back to her old neighborhood, and it's a ghost town. And just seeing those images and the way they do them, they're so convincing. I don't know if it's real or not, but I was like, man, you know what? I never thought about that. I never see. We've seen apocalyptic movies where cities are desolated and empty and whatnot, but it was just something very eerie about seeing a neighborhood. Just empty, man, because it was wiped out by uh, one business, sheetrock. Well, well, you know, I mean, it's parts of Detroit that 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 happened with with, yeah. with GM and, yeah. and and in Flint, Michigan. Uh, so while there might not be a town called Empire, there are empires around yeah. the Midwest. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, man. Uh, Francis McDormand is great, man. The thing about Francis McDormand, you look at something like this, is a very quiet performance. So it's easy to take for granted that she doesn't have to do much. But we're talking about a two-time Oscar winner right here. Frances McDormand, who won an Oscar for, of course, Fargo. That's her first one. And then she won for three billboards. What was it? Three billboards? Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, over e- Ebbing, Missouri. Over Ebbing, yeah, exactly, man. So we've seen, in addition to that, now 
still no love for Dark Man. People still overlook that. <laughs> I love Dark Man. A lot of people still forget that Francis McDormand was the main squeeze of Dark right. Man himself. But we've seen this woman do all these different performances, different dynamics. So the week, when, when we see her do a quiet performance like this, we know that this is a skilled actress who puts in certain nuances here. And this is not anything that she's not quiet because she can't handle dialogue. She's quiet because she knows how to handle silence. And silence is well, something how to handle too. You're not handle too. Frances McDormand, even when she was young, like from Fargo on, she's been one of those actresses who can really act a lot with her face, with just yeah. the expressions she can make. Uh, and you just get to know her and just little things, you can see how they affect her. And as she's gotten older, uh, and this is not a slam, it's just that she's older, there's more wrinkles or characters to her face. It's given her more that she can do. It's like it's, it's put more tools in her box. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it's a quiet performance, but it's one of those where, you know, when, when the Oscars come around, you can see how it's going to be her and Carrie Mulligan and Viola Davis, you know, fighting for that award. Yeah. Was Francis McDormand in Madagascar Scream? Scream. God, I'm drunk as fuck. Madagascar 3? Was she in Madagascar 3? Uh, yeah, I think she was the, the French policewoman. Highly overlooked. Highly overlooked. She was robbed <laughs> that year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tell you, man. Um, she's going to get a lot of recognition for... And, I'm, and she'll be up for Best Actress again. I mean, it's a you know, she's a very fortunate woman, and or maybe she's just, just very shrewd how she picks our projects. You know, that's cool, but yeah. um, she will be up again. It's already you know, she's already got the momentum. She will be up there, but don't uh, don't let that overshadow David Strayhorn. Yes, Strayhorn. What is it? Strayhorn. Strayhorn. David Strayhorn, who's our who's an Oscar nominee himself. Uh, you probably recognize him. He's a character actor mostly, but he plays another nomad who's trying to get some of that nomad love. From, from, <laughs> right. Man, that fool was working hard for that shit. <laughs> he was working hard. <laughs> He's waiting months at a time. Somebody even told him, like, hey, man, I got a fucking house for you, a mansion ready to go. He's like, no, I'm trying to get this homeless ass ready. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how are you? Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. It's just black, so. Oh, that's good. Hello, coffee? That fool didn't even drink coffee. He, but he gonna get some. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker don't even like coffee. Hey, I know man. You. It's, yeah, it's hi, lonely on the hi. road. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Yes. Fern? Yes. Have your uh, can opener. Yeah, 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 you do. Are you working here now or? Yeah, first year. So, coffee? Uh, yeah, sure. Yep, neat. Black, so if you want anything, you gotta put it in. So, see ya. Yeah, have a good day. I'm your can post. You like shit, do ass come with that coffee, man? It's in <laughs> you know what what's going on with this and the reason why I'll tell you the reason why they're really great in this is because you know when we think about Oscar winning performances we're thinking about that clip they show at the Oscar Awards you know with the one where everybody's screaming 
they they choose the most bombastic clip. You know, where somebody like it was me, okay, it was me. You know, they don't nobody wants right. that kind of shit. You know, the reason why <laughs> this is so subtle performances are great. They're they they are here with uh, with the real nomadic society, and their acting requires them to convince you that they fit in, and you lose moments where. You do feel like they are nomads like them. You do feel like they're real down-to-earth people like they are, even though we know that they're actors and actresses here, even when they're acting well, even, together. Even with David Strait there, and he, he he pops in early, and then he's out for a while, and then pops back in later. And with, with the first time he comes in, I was like, is that? No, no, he's just another one of the, the nomad guys. It wasn't until his second appearance. Where I was like, oh shit, that really is him. Okay. <laughs> Martha thought I'm just some old dirt homeless dude. <laughs> man, that homeless dude likes David Stray there. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, if I had any criticism for this, it's, it's, it's a simple, simple criticism. It's one of the simplest criticisms that I've given before. And you'll hear me say again. Uh, my criticism would be that it's too long. I think that it, uh, it uh, an, an hour 15 would have been fine. This is probably it's, probably, it's probably for me, 15 minutes too long. An like, hour and 15? That's I mean, I'm sorry, an hour and 40, I'm sorry. An hour, it's an hour and 47 minutes with the credits right here. But I'm like, you know, shave 15 minutes off because there are some scenes while I'm immersed, there are some scenes where I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I get it. Uh, I don't need to see her walking in the dirt. I don't need to see her walking in towns anymore. <laughs> Shit, you know, I, I get it. I understand. I got it. I mean, some of these scenes are going on just a little bit too long. That dude's playing that piano for too long. But small complaint, small complaint. Like I tell you, these movies are my thing. You know, I like all kinds of films, but I really love movies where they feel authentic because they have some real people in there. You put some real people in there and you the material's good that that you use them in. You got me, man. And I can sit there that you make me feel like this like I'm if you can make me forget that I'm watching a movie. If you put actors against real people and make me feel like those actors are actually real people not playing characters. That's my thing, man. I love it. I love it. But I have I have the bonus of like having some insight on this on this on this society, this movement these people and I and, and I have it without having the director, you know, hey, hey, what you think about that? They're making you cry now? Uh-huh. Hey, they make you think yeah. and it's like, no, you put the camera there and you let them do their thing and let me make up my own mind. I love this movie, man. I really do. It's just it's like I said, it's my thing, man. Uh, I'm not saying that because all the other critics are saying that. It's always been my thing. And Martin can tell you, I've always loved that. I've loved there's movies out there where they don't even have they're not even that good, but I'm like, man, that real dude they had in there, he was funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, Sweetback. He was here last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's why I say this is not for everybody. But people, when, you know, we do reviews. People see something, they're like, "Man, that's boring." I ain't watching that, you know. And there's no problem if you don't want to. I really don't think that everybody needs to see this movie. They don't. It's it's a, it's a kind of an art house film, and those movies are definitely not for everybody. But if I've said anything that appeals to you here, if any of this has piqued your interest, it's at least worth the look. And if you really, if you already know these things are for you, and I'm telling you it's a good movie, then it's definitely for you. Uh, yeah, this is a full price for me. I really did like this movie a lot. Yeah, it, 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 the movie can be sad and melancholy, but not because it's pushing that. 
so much. It's just the situation is what it is. Uh, I liked it quite a bit, too, especially that there's so much of it that felt uh, authentic. Uh, like you, it did feel like it it dragged. Like It's almost like, like an hour and 45 minutes. It's hard to go like, man, it's too long. But it did at times feel like it dragged, even be for being a, a slow movie like it is. And while it's not story driven, um, I suppose toward the end where it was kind of coming to, you know, a story, a wrap up, I, I didn't care for that as much as I did the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. It just felt a little too neat. Like, oh, let's put a bow on this to send everybody home. Um, but th- that said, uh, it, it is a very good movie. And, and if you are of a mind to see it, I, I definitely would recommend it. And it, it's, you know, it, the, the accolades it's getting, the awards it's possibly up for, I don't have a problem. But I, I totally see why I would get that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah. it would be a, it would be a full price for me also. Maybe on the yeah. lower end, but still yeah. full, full price. Yeah, yeah. It's getting kind of same with me here. You know, I, I and that, that some people, you know, the, well, the people are so good in this that it was hard for me to tell Who's an actor and who isn't? They got this kid yeah. here, and I, I say kid. He's just a young actor, man. And I, you know, I don't know if he if he's not an actor. You know, I can see Hollywood coming in and saying, "Man, who was that homeless kid?" Uh, I don't know this guy's name. Don't know him at all. But I, I would say that this guy is his acting is mature beyond his years. It feels like, and I like that character a lot. That the, do you remember the homeless guy that? The, or the the nomad guy, whatever you want to call him, that she met, she shared beers with him, cigarettes with him. I'm like, I really like this uh, guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know his name, but I really like that kid, man. So, yeah, people, go see that. But, you know, if you're used to seeing, like, fucking people turning the cars and capes and <laughs> shit like that, then, you know, come on. You, we, we, let's be honest. We know what who who's for what, you know. We're talking, we're more, sure, sure. we're more in the dramatic art house realm now. And, if, you know, if that is not your world, then you know, stay the fuck away from this. <laughs> but, it, yeah, if you, if you have any interest at all, then uh, cool. It's, it's worth a look. It's worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. Ain't gonna be mad after you come back and say, Corey, you full of shit. You made me waste an hour and 45 minutes of my time. I'm like, sorry, you know, I gotta get it. Man, Corey, that movie was boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Somebody said top 10 movies of 2021. I mean, we've only seen a few, so that's a great question. Uh, that was uh, IW612. IW612, let me put you up here on the screen so people can see what you well, said. But the thing is, some of the movies we're seeing are are still uh, eligible for the 2020. Yeah. So is this, is this, uh, somebody said, I like yeah. this. So, uh, Alice, yeah, cause I, well, I Alice saw this Pegasus movie says a boring movie right here. Yeah, it can be. I'm really not arguing with people, man. If you don't trust me, this shit is slow. Don't come back and say, man, man, that shit was boring. We told you it's slow. Don't watch it. If you want some fast paced, I'm telling you right now. Just remembering. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. 